Welcome back to the Bright Light Podcast. I'm your host, Allie. That was my little musical intro since I don't have one yet, but I will be working on that to get an actual intro so I can get into the podcast a lot sooner and I don't have to keep repeating myself. But until then, welcome back. This is the Bright Light Podcast. And today's episode, as you can see, is much longer than the rest of my episodes, and that's because I have my first guest ever, which happens to be my older sister, Ashlyn. She is a licensed counselor that works with all ages, but she really is fantastic with children more than anything, I believe. She's great with anyone but children. She's fantastic, whether she's helping them in therapy or just around children in general. But I brought her on this podcast and we talked all about through her journey of childhood to where she's at now, why she got into what she is now teaching and healing people through counseling, what that means for her future, what she's working on healing, as well as we go into boundaries how to set them, how to honor yourself through boundaries, and all that fun jazz. It is a lot of her story, her take on things, her healing journey, and I brought her on because you can have multiple different ways of getting through your journey, uh, whether that is with a therapist, through friends and family, through your own healing, through a coach like myself. That's totally up to you. Whatever resonates and works best for you, do that. But I brought her on. We usually have really great conversations apart from this or like on the phone. So I thought what better way than to bring her on the podcast while she was here, give her insight. And yeah, so you get her insight, you get some sisterly banter, and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. It is a longer episode, but it is fantastic. So without further ado, let's get in to the podcast so welcome ashlyn to the bright light podcast if she coughs it's because she went on a run and And my lungs my lungs aren't used to this um altitude anymore so she's a little all over the place anyways okay so i have ashlyn here on the podcast as my first ever guest on the bright light podcast so i thought it would be fun since oh no this <laughs> is the bright light podcast to start off with a question and that would be what light do you bring into this world well good god starting off strong <laughs> break the ice a little um, bit i should have prepared um what light do i bring yeah i think that i am someone who works really hard at like empathizing with most people I think that I can provide like a safe place for really anyone um and I don't know that that's always been the case but and like the work that I've done and like my training I think that I've learned that I um yeah that, that I can just be someone that everyone can find, like, a safe DM in some regard. I've always been that way with kids. I think that 
that what is what like drew me into working with kids and I think more so as I've aged I've been able to integrate that more with adults too um like with my training and also just like going through my own stuff can we cuss yeah my own shit (laughs) (laughs) I literally said that in like the first episode and I was like listen if this is explicit it's because I either said fuck damn shit like sorry I gotta put faves so great yes okay good answer um that kind of leads me into what I wanted to first talk about today but before we get into that I wanted to take this opportunity to share with the podcast listeners that it was actually Ashlyn kind of like years ago that mentioned something about now what I do so it's kind of like full circle I don't even remember yeah you do what I say when we were in college we were watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians of course and Rob Kardashian had a life coach and we were sitting there watching it and for some reason, I don't even know why you said this. I don't even think you know why you said this. Yeah, I could, what I say? Well, then she goes, she <clears throat> looks up and she goes, you should be a life coach to me randomly. And I was like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like in the midst of like in college working on, I was probably in the master's program at this time, but it's just funny because the coaching aspect seemed intriguing to me, but not that style of like life coaching. So it's interesting because now full circle, here I am as an intuitive coach, and Ashlyn is the first guest on the podcast. Oh, wow. I'm so honored. <clears throat> That's really funny, actually. I, I I, mean, I think that I've always, like, Ali's always been, like, a leader. And her and I, <clears throat> as we've gotten, you and me, I don't know, I'm talking It really doesn't matter. Um, as we've gotten older, I think we've connected over our ability to, like, lead in, in the super different ways that we do. Um, like Allie, <clears throat> Allie's really good at like with the presence of like being in front of people, um, and also the like one on one. Yeah, one on one aspect. Whereas I think that I have always kind of taken a back seat a little bit, but still able to lead by maybe example. I don't know. Maybe less words. Um, not that you have all the words, but like my I think the way that people people have told me the way that they see me is like I look up to you based off like these things you're doing not you told me this one time although you just said I told you something so that's funny but anyways yeah I think in those moments too when someone said something like that like you said that right and I it's always stuck with me like that is usually something that would pass but I think that's also the universe planting Mm. seeds yeah and so it was just funny because you planted that seed a long time ago and here we are a few years later but yeah no I agree I think it's the presence, but it's also the one-on-one. But it, it really is the doing and leading by <coughs> embodying it and living your life that way. That really is what gets people to want to change and to mm. want to be better. Yeah. But, yes. So, to get back to what <coughs> I originally was going to talk about, which you kind of brought up, is this evolution that you had. Because for us, I mean, it's kind of happened slowly, but... I know people that probably knew you 10 years ago versus today. You're a completely (laughs) different kind of person. Yeah. And this really kind of had to do with allowing yourself and knowing that it's, like, safe and okay to express and feel your emotions and feelings and share that with other people, which I know a lot of people do struggle with sharing and expressing and 
knowing that their emotions and feelings are okay to do, mm-hmm. especially the work that you do. It's important that you can relate to the people that you're working with and sharing those with them too if like it feels right, right? But I think just in general too, connecting <clears throat> with people is really allowing yourself to be vulnerable and that is kind of I think what really shifted with you. So if you want to talk a little bit about that place that you were in and how Mm -hmm. what kind of led you through that yeah I mean I could probably go on forever but I think um well I went to counseling school so I think that that was I know that was the first time ever in my whole life that um I will give them like some information of how you kind of were before like what your thought process was like growing up yeah like how guarded uh, you were. I was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Um, you know, I still have it in me sometimes, mm-hmm. but sometimes I, I've thrown the other way. You know, sometimes I need to be a little bit more of a bitch, I think, again. Um, so, growing up, I, I mean, have you shared our story on this? No. Okay, so I think people who listen to this probably know us pretty well at this point, but <clears throat> um, we had like a, pretty normal okay i'm just gonna say we had a pretty normal like um upbringing pretty happy situation and then we didn't um our dad our biological dad um is an alcoholic and he just drank and drank and drank and years went by where it was super inconsistent and anyways long story short it was was really hard it was really chaotic and um stressful and it was in my voice is driving me nuts but it was when really for me it was in a really weird period of time where developmentally I was already (laughs) changing and shifting just through puberty and things like that and so my emotions were literally all over the place I was um angry pissed off grouchy um I kind of disassociated to you yeah, like, I have memories that I can't even recall that my sisters know that I, like, my brain has clocked it out just, I think, because it was so chaotic for me. Um, yeah, I, I just don't even, yeah, some of it I don't even remember, but not, it, was, it wasn't, like, awful by any means, but it was enough, like, little T traumas to to get me to a place where I was very closed off. I mean, there were some big T traumas in there, too, but mostly little Yeah, things. yeah. For sure. Um, so anyways, I was guarded and mean and, like, unhealthy and um, just hurt, you know, in a kid. And I didn't have the brain functioning developed to understand what was happening. And there was no, like, <clears throat> space where it was, like, release your emotions and feelings. It was so bottled up within you yeah. that you were just acting out of, like, like this guarded, defensive... Yeah emotional like ticking time bomb basically yeah i mean i it took me nothing to like set me off send me the fuck off and i was ready to like throw down um which is so funny because like i would literally never um anymore but um yeah it, it was a weird time and i didn't have the resources or the understanding to know what was going on either so for some reason you guys went to at least like play therapy and I don't know how helpful Addie did someone did I went to the school when they were going through the <laughs> oh like it a wasn't, school counselor it was like the school but it was like a 
couple nights. Yeah, okay. it, it wasn't really, no. Yeah, we love love mom, love her lots. And she had her own stuff. Like, it was just chaotic for everyone. And so no yeah. one really knew what to do or what she was, was going on. She was in survival on. mode. So I was yeah, like, we yeah. all kind of were. Um, so anyways, I just held on to a lot of that for a long, long time. And um, <clears throat> then we moved to Wyoming, and Jim entered our lives, and it took... <laughs> It took me the longest to, like, you know, be all right with that guy. Um, but I it was I was very guarded for a long, long time still. And I was, you know, in high school at that point mostly. And um, it just took a lot of um, – there's a phrase in counseling school that I learned in my professor uh, really got me with it one time. I was telling my story kind of like I am right now. And he said, have you ever told Jim – my dad, um, that he was your corrective emotional experience. And I was like, nope, that's deep. <laughs> no, I didn't. And I, I'm putting this public now, but I plan to tell him like when I get married, mm. um, I've kind of always wanted to wait for that, but <clears throat> I don't think he listens to this podcast anyway. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so don't, guys, don't tell him. Okay. If you have Jim Gray on anything, don't let him keep know. It, keep it and Christy, if you're listening, don't say I don't a word. I she listens. She might with me here now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> basically Ashlyn saying that she's her favorite. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I just, when he said that, like, I was just like, I, I got chills because I was like, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Like, Jim spent, and it was like, people are just like, what, you know, like, what do you do? And blah, blah, blah. And it's like nothing. Just consistently showed up. I think and, for- like, I could do anything to him, literally. I spit <laughs> in his face, and he would show up. He was steady. Anyway, anyway he would mm-hmm. show up for me every time, and, um, you know, he told us he loved us. He always does. Every, every time we talk to him, like, he would bend over backwards for us and do everything, and I think that that, just, like, time... It allowed you the space Spent. and the safety to yeah. start to fully yeah. express yourself. It was exactly what my professor said. It was a corrective emotional experience. It was what I had, what I'd been through before was corrected from a father figure, which was, uh, I mean, I, there's a lot of words I could say, but like, there's nothing to amount to like, honestly, how that probably helped me more than other things, you know? So in high school, honestly, it was pretty okay for me. I think I was still pretty guarded and grouchy, <laughs> but I was healing. I think, like, I think that was, was a healing process. time. Yeah, well, I think... we're always in process, but that's when it really started to process. Yeah, I was healing for sure, and um, and I, I think Jim had to do with it. Mom, my sisters, family. I think sports helped me a lot. Um, I was also integrated with like friends like from all levels so like I had older girls who I looked up to that were wanted to be friends with me and like hang out with me and um younger friends and like it was just it was I I felt like I was connected and so that was really helpful um but you still weren't weren't like like, it, no, I, I was still, process, I still had a was, short, like, fuse. And you were very, like, you still were very guarded. And, and judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because I've always tried to understand, like, in high school, <laughs> people would, teachers knew me, of course, but they always knew me as Allie's sister, which is weird because I'm the oldest. 
and I think that yes. I think that um I always like I sit back and I think about that I'm like that's so funny to me because it used to like bother the shit out of me but I wouldn't do anything about it either like I it wouldn't it wouldn't like like I wouldn't stay up about it but I would always just be like that's so weird to me that like like, am I not a big enough presence is kind of, like, what I would sit with and be like, why is it I'm doing all these same things that Ali is, or... But do you think that made you a little, like, standoffish to me, or, For like, sure. I would, I would, for sure was jealous. Well, even just jealous. Like, I think that, like, I... Well, that was what people valued, or I thought people valued. You know, like, Ali, you were, like, bubbly and like fun and would go up and talk to adults and like everyone and super connected and knew how to talk to people where like honestly like it would I would be so nerved up to talk to people or I just didn't want to talk to them and I was just like my mom (laughs) mom would be at the store and I'd see someone I didn't want to fucking talk to and I and she'd be like go say hi and I'm like I don't want to and she'd be like you're you don't need to be mean like go say hi to them and I think like, back then I would feel bad because I was like, well, I don't really want to, but I guess I will. And then my mom made me kind of feel bad about it. But now I'm like, I don't know that that was a wrong thing to do. I mean, yeah, it's like you don't have to go have a conversation, but if you pass by in the <clears throat> grocery store, it's like, yeah, it's hey. a little, you know, balance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I was just like, I was really kind of rigid still. And I think that I, as good as things were kind of starting to progress, I think that I was always under a shadow or felt like it and like I because like I was finding myself in my place finally it felt like but I was also not fully myself if mm-hmm. that makes sense and honestly like who is in high school <clears throat> I mean who is now he's it's always a pro- journey <laughs> God bless. it's so true um <clears throat> yeah so there was progress for sure being made I would say my confidence grew in high school like I went from being really shy, quiet, guarded, mean, insecure to like a little bit better off for sure. And then college was my undergrad <clears throat> was tough and fun and crazy and confusing and all the Taylor Swift lyrics. Um, it was, uh, f- I would say the first time that I like felt like, Oh shit. Like, I got this like I know who I am which is funny because like again that was like eight years ago and no I didn't um but I felt more seen and like more starting to accept yourself and felt like I like people wanted to be around me does that make sense like people like I was getting more feedback or I thought socially like people wanted to hang out with me and like go to parties with me and like you know like like oh that was another thing we never talked about dating I didn't date anyone ever like I just I don't know why I think that I just was shut off again like guarded emotions feelings. like not really didn't even want to go down the, the rabbit hole because I just um yeah I just didn't want to and didn't feel like it was right well you like probably really did to associate feelings and emotions as pain as like mm-hmm being having these feelings and emotions for our father at the time and then it created such a painful experience for you mm-hmm. that yeah, you didn't want to open that back it's up vulnerable. again yeah, yeah it's like a it was a vulnerable thing that I was like oof I don't think I even want to and I knew too in high school that like 
<clears throat> I wanted more and needed more than what that could provide me, like a high school relationship. Because I, I know myself, even then, that like when I, because I am so caring and loving that I think, like I always have known, like when I date someone, like I really fall pretty hard. <laughs> so fast forward, we'll get there. Um, uh, so anyways, yeah, college, like I kind of finally started dating, but really still not. Like just keep it really casual. And that was intentional too. Like... <clears throat> Being around people and, you know, partying and, you know, whatever else you can insert, use your brain, <clears throat> but, <laughs> but, um, just like Damn. always making it casual because like it, it was like off limits to, for me to, to like open that can of worms. So when did it shift of this off guarded, like presence but not fully people couldn't fully get to know who you were until you really felt safe and it wasn't like a outwardly like expression of like who you are so when did that start to shift like who i was i'm confused so like when did it start shifting for you of like when you started to open up more and have those conversations because even like to me or to our little sister or our mom or anyone like it was i hit a lot of stuff yeah it was like nothing don't talk to anyone yeah Yeah. it started to shift obviously so what was that process like um i think it just was time honestly like i think that i (laughs) i i think brooklyn honestly like my best friend i think that she like she was she's the youngest in her family and she was really just like so loving and like outward with her love and like she like locked into me and I tried to push her away I did like she wanted to be my roommate and I was like no (laughs) I came up with every reason Mm -hmm. as to why like I couldn't be friends with her and um and she like just never gave up bless her heart (laughs) and I think that I just was like wow like this person like for some whatever reason like still is trying to like access me and like wants to be my friend and like knows all the crazy crap you know that I'm doing and my faults and flaws and stuff like that and like still wants to be there and so I don't think I've ever told her that either so maybe Mm -hmm. I'll have her listen to this but um I think she really helped truly and I she was so carefree and loving and like so herself and her heart was like always on her sleeve but like giving so much love that yeah it was bound to be returned to her you know yeah and like like to like down to like cuddling me in the mornings when we lived together even though she knew I wasn't comfortable with it. <laughs> that was like like exposure therapy for me um but yeah like just her t- so much herself so much love that I was like oh wow this is like n- this is a safe thing it's not so scary it doesn't have to be um and then <clears throat> like family I think I just tested the water slowly like you probably might have better like memories as to like when you felt like it shifted yeah I think before it was like when we lived together in college it was like you would tell me like one thing and I was like okay and like (laughs) you're like oh god I I didn't want to like it's like like, basically like I kind of see it as like how parents are with their kids like they don't want to like 
ask too many questions or like go deeper it's just kind of like whatever you feel comfortable sharing with me like yeah i'm here and then Mm -hmm. it would just like be yeah little by little but now it's like i'm i'll be like yo bitch what is this about you know like yeah it's to the point where like you feel safe with me and i feel safe with you of having those conversations but it really is kind of you can start slow and start testing the waters and the people that you are starting to feel safe with you can get tiptoe like dip your toe in a little bit mm-hmm. and see how they respond see how you know whatever yeah but how did <clears throat> i just want to know like how did shifting to where now you are more expressive with their emotions and feelings and allow yourself to feel more or like be vulnerable how did that transform your life um well in like a ton of ways i think like I've kind of mentioned counseling school. I never actually got there. I impulsively was knew I hated teaching and I was like, I got to figure something else out. And so I just really impulsively applied for counseling school and I got sent to like to this interview day and I knew nothing, like absolute nothing about counseling. When I say nothing, I mean it like literally nothing. And, um, that was a lot. Sorry. Um, and I got there and I was, clueless as fuck like everyone else kind of had an idea or had been and I was just dumb and like every, like we had to do a mock counseling session without asking questions <laughs> and I was like oh I don't like know like I just sat there and froze and like I tried because obviously like I'm not gonna just not do anything um, but I remember leaving there very humbled and being like wow I really probably should have done more research on that um, and I just kind of was like, well, like, if it's meant to be, then, like, so be it. <laughs> well, this is how it, it also happened. It's, she was finishing up student teaching, and the, she wanted to apply. And she was like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? And, <laughs> like, with the decision, I was like, Ashlyn, literally, like, you can apply. <clears throat> and if you get in, you can start the courses because it started, like, that summer. So it was right away. And I was like, you can do one summer of it. Mm-hmm. see if you like that like if it's something that you want and <clears throat> desire and like and enjoy you can keep going if not it's a f- couple hundred thousand dollars whatever not yeah. hundred thousand dollars a couple i don't know how much it was it wasn't that even that no many credits for the summer no it's so it was only three a, yeah it was three <laughs> six credits. i don't know so it was like two or three classes so it wasn't even yeah. that much i was like <clears throat> and you know the experience and then you know it's not for you right but you might mm-hmm. as well give it a shot mm-hmm. so she did yeah, so I, so I went to the interview day. I thought I bombed it, honestly. There was <clears throat> 80 applicants, and they took 22. And I got an email saying, hey, you're accepted. Let us know by 5 p.m. today. <laughs> and I uh, street panicked. I was like, oh, God, I really have to make this decision. And I was just like, if this – I think Allie helped me, actually. I think I called her and my grandma. And they both basically were like, you wouldn't – have the opportunity if it wasn't meant for you was like the vibe i got from that yeah and so i just said okay like if it wasn't for you the universe would have been like denied yeah so the fact that you were accepted is like it's worth crazy the the risk of it it and only you could start with the summer and then you know move on right it wasn't right right and it was just like for me i was like there's something to be said about like 80 plus applicants and me being one of 22 that got accepted like i was like okay like there's there's more here than just like you know luck like it felt more like a god thing yeah and so um it was a humbling experience i met some of the best people 
during that time and I learned I mean I honestly like was thrown into like having no other choice but to like really confront emotion and past trauma and like because you just can't as Ali's probably mentioned lots of times like if you can't heal yourself you can't be anything for anyone else like you just can't you can't you know the oxygen mask thing like don't put someone else's on before your own or you're useless to everyone else on the plane and and I really just you know I I was thrown into exposure therapy literally learning it and having it done to me like it was insane and I was just like consistently like (sighs) blown away and I just never felt more home with people yeah, that's, I think that's really when it shifted for you because I, before that, we would chat occasionally or you'd come to me like these random things, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until you got into the Masters of Counseling that it really started to shift mm-hmm. and you started to become more, one, like, more aware to, like, self-awareness and mm-hmm. then also being more open and vulnerable, but it was, <clears throat> you were kind of thrown into it, which... It's not for everyone, but yeah, you know. it w- was for you. It was perfect. I have always been, like, someone that needs, like, a little bit more, like, um, tough love, maybe. Or, like, not even that, but, like, hey, you don't have a choice. <laughs> this has to happen. Um, like, a little more push, I guess, than anything. Um, so, yeah, it was – and I can't, I can't like, pinpoint a time or a day or a, something someone said once that, like, really healed me. But I think just, like, consistent time and learning about people and behaviors and brains and trauma and, you know, everything. And, and presence you. and empathy and positive regard and just, like, learning that, like, ultimately we just need to be around people and we need to let them in and we will be healthy and happier that way. And I, I remember just being like, oh, okay, it is that easy. And sometimes in my work still I get, like, this anxiousness of, like, I'm not doing enough or I need to do more. And, like, I just have to remember, like, just build that relationship with that person. And, and that's more than enough because some of these people don't have that. Well, and it, that was what was enough for me. Yeah, and that's what I was just thinking, too, of when you were <clears throat> talking about Jim and he just kept coming back. And I think that's a lot of it for, like, therapists and healers and all these people is that it's just a consistency of someone mm-hmm. unloading all of their shit and shadow self and darkness and people showing up again saying mm-hmm. i'm here for you i care about you and, and you're i don't safe. think anything different of you, yeah you know it doesn't like, matter you're still a whole person and you're still worth being loved um because for the first time that's or for a lot of people that's the first time that they've ever experienced that um so yeah it was crazy like I I just it completely changed my life and um I think I just learned like okay like this is (laughs) God put me in counseling for not because I knew anything about it but because that's what I needed like Mm -hmm. that's what I needed for my life was to have this experience for two years of like unconditional well not only that but I think the the traumas and stuff that you went through as a kid and the way you kind of shut down because obviously we came down here for a reason and we picked our family for a reason we chose all this and Mm -hmm. the way you responded and the way I responded were two complete opposites but yeah it led us both to healing work and two separate kind of ways Mm -hmm. but it was like if you hadn't had that you wouldn't be able to resonate with the people that you work with because you Mm -hmm. can be like I get it I get what it's like to be shut down but Mm -hmm. this is what helped me like and this is how I can help you type of a thing that's yeah 
why this this stuff and that we that we go through we go through it for a reason and i think all that led mm-hmm. you to go to counseling because otherwise if you hadn't you probably would have never gone Lord into knows that field. what i'm doing yeah and and i don't know who i'd be either you know yeah yeah i remember my professor the same guy who rocked my world with the mm-hmm. unconditional positive regard he sent to me his his <laughs> his only ever critique of me if if it's even a critique was not anything to do with schooling and it was everything to do with myself and he said something i'm gonna butcher it but something along the lines of <clears throat> like you're an incredibly strong person you're incompetent you're not incompetent you are competent and smart and kind and loving if you would just let yourself cry <laughs> every once in a while and know that it's okay like you're gonna be an incredible force and like you're gonna help yourself and so many other people and like that was the craziest thing to hear from like this PhD professor was like hey you don't have to do it all on your own like you don't have to be so strong or hard or um got your shit together all the time Mm -hmm. like you can be messy and that's actually going to make you better so much better yeah Yeah. I think there's a beauty and if you're working with someone too as a therapist being like you know I don't know Oh, that's a good question, you know, and like the honesty and the vulnerable, like, and not being perfect because that's when they resonate like, oh, I don't like, she doesn't have it figured out. I don't have to have it figured out. Girl, got imposter syndrome literally daily. (laughs) So yeah, no. Yeah. It it helps you to relate to people. and, And we, I think a lot of people cope with trying to pretend that everything's okay and being strong and hard and hardened and off you know like pushing Mm -hmm. people away and um i especially i think men (laughs) um or older siblings um but i think that i don't know it it was it was an interesting thing that he said and i was like i've never had that kind of feedback before (laughs) that's really crazy yeah and i think a lot of like just in society too we've been taught that crying is weak and it means you're worse and it means you're mm. whatever, but it's literally your body's response it's human nature. to yeah. letting out your emotions and we're not supposed to keep them inside of us. Mm-mm. It's actually better to get it out, better to cry, better to feel it. That way you can move through it and move past it. Yeah. But instead of... You're not a prisoner. Yeah, anymore. you're not. God. You're shoving it down. So, yeah, I think that's <clears throat> really true because I know... I was the same way. If I was to cry, it would be by myself, like, locked <laughs> in my room yeah. where no one could come in. And now I'll, I'll tell people all the time, like, yeah, I cry. Like, and I, all the time, if I want to cry, if I feel like I need to get some emotion out, I'll put on the last song and I will cry my little heart out. Cause that, Not Twilight? Twi- why does Twilight <laughs> make me cry? I don't know. I just know it's one of your faves. No. Last song. Last song makes me cry. But. Okay. All right. So. We're talking about feelings and emotions. I just wanted to... That hit me today, honestly, about talking about this. Ashton had no idea I was going to make her tell her story of sharing her emotions and feelings. I thought about it today, and I figured it could help a lot of people. But one of the topics we really wanted to talk about prior to today was talking about boundaries. Mm. And... I'm getting imposter syndrome again. <laughs> to talk about boundaries? Yeah, just, you know, like, it's hard. And it's always something to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I think, too, because... So, her and I had a conversation yesterday that 
we won't go into because it's not <laughs> thanks it's, it's, thanks for not yeah. laying out all my dirty laundry yeah it's not something that you've really worked through at this point it's kind of something that was i think introduced yesterday so once she moves through that maybe we'll have her back but something i've been aware of it's not something i've ever like been ready to make take action on i guess to shift to change yeah. to click right so anyway we have a conversation so i think that's kind of where it, the imposter syndrome might be coming from because it was sort of around boundaries anyway it doesn't matter she has good boundaries i have good boundaries so we're just gonna fucking talk about boundaries we are experts yeah i have a phd <laughs> in boundaries <laughs> oh man okay um let's see so with boundaries how do you feel you were have been are with boundaries what does boundaries mean to you and how do you mm. you know have that play into your life these are big questions Ellie. um <laughs> this is the bright light podcast i think go deep. i think my boundaries when i was young was just fuck everyone mm. and i think that's not a real boundary yeah that's not really a healthy <clears throat> boundary that's just so that's not the answer if that's what you think i just said but if you're there that. it's okay because it'll get better if you do if you want it to be yeah um we like we get it we understand it for sure yeah but I, it's, I, it was me yeah it's just not a healthy way to express yourself in your life or like enjoy mm-hmm. life because if you're shut down and you're shutting everyone else out it's lonely you, yeah absolutely it's lonely and yeah. it, we're here for human connection and to enjoy life and yeah if you let that consume you it's gonna be pretty lonely and hard, hard. Mm-hmm. yeah jinx um now so that's something boundaries is something that like i think is a hot topic right now and i like that and i also think that there's a lot of like misleading and toxic (laughs) information to be shared in that regard um i think that i i do a really good job with boundaries in most areas Mm. i would say that my weak spot is still a little bit in like a romantic realm and i think that that is just a lot of you know well i think it's i think it's a lot too of like if you have emotional ties to the person that's where it's because it's like even us too Mm -hmm. i don't know if your boundaries are it kind of is like you let shit go and then you just explode out of nowhere and we're like whoa so yeah I think that I I think that I have good boundaries at work. I think I have good boundaries with most friends. I think I have good boundaries with like doing work, like work life balance. Um, I have good boundaries with my dog, <laughs> and exercising and eating and like discipline in that regard. I like boundaries on for yourself. Yeah, 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 for my own self. Like what I want. Like I I try and live pretty holistically, um, and so I. I just, like, what I want and what I, what goals I have for myself, I think I'm pretty good with keeping those boundaries with myself and, and continuing to work even if I, you know, fall off the wagon every once in a while. But um, from an emotional standpoint with relationships, that's something that I still, you know, need to work on because I'm a human. Um, I am a people pleaser. <laughs> well, and we're never always going to be 100% like an expert at it or like no. we're going to like there's going to be situations that we have to learn from and mm-hmm. you 
learn as you go and you may have a good boundary one day and the next day it's shit it's so different with different people too honestly like different people like there are people i'm like oh yeah no that is not gonna work it's not gonna work for me and then there are people where i'm like but i just like there's just so many good things about them and and i am a little bit less specific and Mm -hmm. that is kind of what ali was saying like that it's my emotional tie to those people or um like me because of what I do for a living, I do find that I sometimes have a harder time with relational boundaries because my job is to sit down with people and heal their, not heal, sorry, and hear their hard things. And like, I live in gray world all the time. There's nothing black and white about what I do. And so I see the good in everyone. Like I could literally sit down with any person and I could see the qualities of them that are endearing and loving. Yeah. And I love that. And it can get me sometimes because I want the best for people. And I sometimes feel like it's my responsibility to do that. And that (laughs) that's a journey to work on because if they're not paying me, I shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that is where I am. That's what I'm working on, like, for my own place. Yeah. And I 100% had been in that place too, where I felt like I had to take on everyone's emotional stuff. I had to take on helping people and guiding people and healing people and working, right? So you like try and do all this stuff because you care about them and you feel like, oh, like, I care about them. I want to help them be better. I want to help them, you know, work through this problem. But the thing is, is when we're doing that for people, they're not really changing. Mm -mm. They are keeping you around because you make them feel good for a second. But it's not, it's not sustainable because they're not truly learning and And they're not truly growing. It's not good for them or me. It's just not. Like, when someone is unwilling to or not ready to or insert whatever phrase to do the hard stuff that I have done and that Ali does there's nothing I can do like there's it's out of my scope like I could literally give my arm to that person and it wouldn't make a difference because they're just not <laughs> they've got a lot of stuff and yeah. you it's the same with addiction you can't make someone if their readiness for change is they're not even acknowledging that there's an issue or they maybe acknowledge it but they're not really excited or do anything about it like we can't we can't do anything yeah and you have to as painful as it is is you have to allow people to hit their rock bottom because that's where really the change will come in when people Mm -hmm. are like i'm sick of this shit i Mm want to change how do i change who can help me i'm ready to put time energy money into this change Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna do it and with no excuses like none Mm -hmm. like they're like people who want to make changes it doesn't matter where the hell you live you could be in fucking antarctica and you're gonna get the shit you need if you want to everything's so accessible now you can do it from anywhere so right you can and you just have to find what works for you but yeah it's this you that's the problem or not the problem but the hard part about boundaries that i think a lot of people struggle with is it's like law of detachment like you just have to Mm -hmm. detach from the outcome you Mm -hmm. have to allow or at least acknowledge that someone yeah that someone could go out of your life if you set this boundary that you're not going to 
try and do everything for them anymore Mm -hmm. and it hurts because you care and you love them and you are have an emotional tie but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you're doing more damage for yourself and the other person if you don't allow them to make that decision for themselves yeah I always tell (laughs) it's funny and this is about right I always I'm talking I talk to teenagers a lot and I you know can give all the all the words to them and it's still hard sometimes for me but um you know you have to be the moment you decide like I've had enough I'm hurting and I continue to hurt myself by being involved in this you have to know the moment you set a boundary with someone saying I'm not going to do this anymore if you can't offer me or you aren't going to be willing or you're not going to do this or I need this and this isn't what you're showing me right now you have to be ready and prepared to to let them go Mm -hmm. and that is the biggest risk and if you can't do that if you can't let them go don't don't even bother with the boundary don't even bother with it because you're going to if you can't like let them go when they say I'm not willing to do this and I can't make these changes for you and you you aren't ready to walk away if they don't you're hurting yourself all over again yeah I mean you have to have a willingness for that but I'm I'm not saying like you're like, oh, I love you. I want you a part of my life, so I'm never going to set a boundary because that just hurts you. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. You but, didn't hear what I said. Yeah, I did. But you're basically, what you were saying, it kind of kind of took as, like, if you're not willing to let them go, don't set a boundary. It's like, but I, but that's the truth. Like, if you're not, if you, you can't. You have to know that that's a possibility, but you also need to set boundaries if it's good for your life. Like, if you need that, but you have but to know that that is a is possibility. But the boundary is nothing if you don't have. If you can't, if you're not gonna follow through, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so we're and on it the might, same page. But it might take some time to if you set the boundary <laughs> and then they keep doing it. It's a process. It's not like you're gonna go and be like, "Hey, I you like I can't do this anymore. If you need to do X, Y, and Z," and they're like, "Okay," and then they just like change miraculously, right? Because we're human beings and it takes time. But you yeah. have to continually honor your boundary, and it might take time. Sure. And that's where your role comes in when you set a boundary is to say... You have to be consistent. Yeah. You have to be <clears throat> consistent when it starts whoever, whatever it is. You have to be like, yeah. no. And there has to be an end game, too. Like, I think that's something to know. And, and that might look different for everyone else. But if you're, like, in a relationship with someone and you're asking for these things and they're disregarding you time after time, there does have to be a time where you have to just let it be done, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you are sacrificing yourself f- for lots of probably reasons, and there's no, like, your words mean nothing without action. And so if you consistently say, I need this, I need this, and they're not going to do it, then action has to be taken, mm-hmm. or your words mean nothing. Yeah, like, you, yeah, you have <clears throat> to honor yourself by honoring your boundary that you have set (laughs) like you can't just set the boundary and then like let it be because then they're going to be like well they clearly don't care about this boundary and they don't respect themselves or they don't like they're gonna always be around and i don't have to really do anything different Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i meant by that like be prepared and willing to know like after whatever time you allow yourself to ask for what you need and then continue to disregard it like, there's got to be a time where you do have to just say, like, I I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. I have to be ready to walk away. And that 
that blows like that yeah. sucks well yeah and it, it could be family members <clears throat> it could be relationships it could be friends it could be whatever yeah just relationship having, having that conversation yeah is difficult but it's also when you it's probably more difficult when you really start taking those action steps too of like this is my boundary and if you do this then i am going to leave and mm-hmm. if they do it you gotta get up and you, you gotta, gotta get go leave going. Yeah. you gotta get going like you gotta stick to what you say even as uncomfortable as it might be but that's the thing is yeah people it's something that people aren't aware of usually that they're doing or being or saying it comes from their own trauma and stuff Mm -hmm. and so if they're not willing to change then you have to take those action steps that you say it so that they know that it's a hard boundary and either you have they have to change or you're not going to be around or like that's going to happen so I think it's just understanding and knowing that that is a possibility mm-hmm. but if that person or the like that situation you need that boundary and you feel like it's a necessity mm-hmm. and you're not wanting to help them or like try and heal them or do all these things it's and your job, yeah. yeah and they don't get it then there's other people that you will align mm-hmm. with better in the future but that person is holding that space yeah that you either have to they will shift and change to be around you or you're just not in alignment anymore and you got to let them go and someone these people who are more in alignment for you and are at the same healing stage as you will start surrounding Mm -hmm. you and be more supportive and you'll be in better alignment with them yeah it kind of opens up that space Mm -hmm. and i think too like this the way we've articulated it is kind of black and white and again i live in gray world so it's not it's it's so hard like i <laughs> we've set boundaries with people and they've responded well and it's been good and we've set boundaries with people and they freak the fuck out and and both of those things are interesting reactions and also like just like we talked about like our biological dad like it took 12 years of my life 13 16 i don't know plenty of years for me to just be like enough enough when i think too like sometimes when it comes to family relationships it's you don't feel like you can like you feel like like permission yeah you don't have the permission to set boundaries with them or not have them in your life and you have permission (laughs) to set a boundary with anyone in your life yeah like you have permission because it's you have to have boundaries with yourself first off mm-hmm. and honor yourself which is also setting boundaries with other people and honoring those boundaries that is doing a service to yourself as well so yeah first realizing and accepting and knowing that you have permission to set boundaries with literally any fucking person in your life anyone will start to like kind of get the ball rolling of like oh i can because i think that was a lot of it for us too as family members it's like Oh, they're just a part of your life. They're this person to you. And it's Make like, yourself smaller to accommodate them or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or narrative. make yourself, like, make your boundaries not as good. Flexible. Yeah, yeah, flexible so that you have a relationship with them. And it's like you don't have to. Like, Mm-mm. there's no one in this world that you have to have a relationship with besides yourself. And it's if you and you alone. And if you're like us and that was the story you were told and you're having a hard time like feeling okay and given permission to do so like that's probably one of those times where it's like best to like 
find someone that can help you work through that because um yeah like there's there's not one human being in this world that you can't set a boundary with i don't give a crap who they are yeah and i think too like we're talking about kind of like big boundaries like life-changing boundaries but there's little boundaries too that not little boundaries but not as big scale boundaries of like if someone is coming to you and they want to offload on you their feelings (laughs) and emotions and you've had a crazy day at work and you're overstimulated and you just don't have that Mm -hmm. capacity to take on their stuff right now you are allowed to say hey I am a little emotional drained right now I am not in the place to accurately help or heal like hear this like I can't take this on right now let me sleep and I'd be willing to listen to it in the morning or Mm -hmm. this time Mm -hmm. and you're allowed to say that too and it may become off hurtful for the person who's like wait I just want to get this out right but Mm -hmm. they probably have other people in their life that they can do too or they can call up their healer whether that's a therapist or coach or whatever and be like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna blabber to them you know so or you could journal yeah or you could journal right so like they can find other avenues but if you're not in a place, you can't, again, if your, cup's not, yeah, if your cup's <laughs> not full, you can't give any to them, right? So, like, if you're running on empty, you've got nothing to give. So, mm-hmm. and then you're just going to get resentful because now you're taking this person's stuff on too. And mm-hmm. that's not fair to you. So, it's really more about self-care and doing things for yourself and knowing that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Even these smaller things. Like, one time Ashlyn... <laughs> had something happen and she tried calling me and I had a long day and I was like are you okay and she's like yeah I was like is this an emergency she's like no I said I'll I'll call you in the morning (laughs) I was like I just I can't do it right now and you weren't mad no I just said okay yeah right so it's like one of those things it's like if she knew if it was like a 911 emergency I would yeah pick up the phone and talk to her or whatever but it wasn't something that needed to be dealt with at that moment mm-hmm. and so i was like okay this is my boundary and she respected it and it was I fine remember what it was, but i think it's when you hit the other car you backed into <laughs> the car <laughs> i think that's what it was yeah i think yeah. so oh it was you might car accident. yeah yeah she mm-hmm. backed into someone accidentally and so no, i was I... like are you injured like is this something that needs to be dealt with now and she's like no i was like okay cool and i went on to my other people exactly Turning it out. So, anyways, that is what I want to share on boundaries. But just know one that you have permission. It's not easy, and I get it. I think before I wanted I to people please and do all these things and be that person for people and like Mm -hmm. emotionally attach and like help people because you care so much about people. Like I care so Mm -hmm. much about people, and it's like you can see like who they could be mm-hmm. and so it's like you're like it's so hard you want to guide them there but and they have to hit their rock bottom and then they can hire their own person to yeah. do that shit for or, them for the love of god i'll build them no, yeah. I'm just yeah. <laughs> like come down to my <laughs> office but it's one of those things is you have to take care of you because you're all you got so it's hard because you can see the person that they can be and you want that for them because you want people to heal Mm -hmm. and be happy and to be like self-sustaining and you you know that like fix that would help 
Yeah. And you know the tools that you could give them in order to do it, but honestly, they're not going to do it until they're at the place that they're like, fuck it, I'm sick of this. I'm so tired of living this way. Yeah, I'm going to do it. So you have to allow that space for them. And it's funny because I've had people who have talked to me while about what I do, right? And they'll be like, so why don't you just, like, help people and tell people what's, like, going to happen and what they should work on? I'm like... Because I'm not, I, I don't want to. I'm not supposed to. It's, it's not, not going to help anyone. They're yeah. not ready. Yeah. Unless they're ready and coming to me for it, I, there's it nothing I nothing. can say or do. Like, I might be able to, like, plant little seeds in a one-on-one conversation about something, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go over to Joe Blow and be like, hey, if you did <laughs> this, this all you, the shit. Yeah, yeah, they would be like, who are you? Fuck off, right? So <laughs> it's like, you have to realize, like, Yes, you want to give so much to this world, but also people have to be ready for that. But mm-hmm. any sort of boundary, it's for yourself mm-hmm. and your sanity. And the right people for you in your life will respect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's more about their shit if they don't. If 100%. someone else gets triggered about <laughs> your boundary, <laughs> then that is on them. Yep. I, I don't want to share the. No, don't. I don't want to share like the person or like any situation Well, just like if people respond in anger or if they respond in sadness or if they respond in any way that's like a little bit crazy like that's not your job to have to deal with like that's their own past stuff coming up and and that is something that is nothing to do with you nor is it your responsibility to navigate yeah i'll just say the little part of it it's fine (laughs) so anyway we had someone text us about something and with this person we tried to set multiple boundaries and finally oh okay i thought someone else we're good we're good okay i was like what do you thought i was gonna say i I thought it was someone else (laughs) i was like i don't think like i'm not gonna share everything anyway okay so um there's a family member who we've tried to set multiple boundaries with and this person just has never (laughs) respected them and so finally i responded and (laughs) shared that we wanted to set boundaries we would ask this person not to text us about this nonsense nonsense anymore and Mm -hmm. if they can't respect that then we won't have a relationship with them and um the first message back wasn't very nice and then (laughs) i responded again saying clearly you can't respect our boundaries and whatever and that's fine i understand that but we're just not gonna have a relationship anymore and then i was told that i was a hateful bitch so just like your mom yeah just like my mom but (laughs) that's the thing though is like when people get triggered like that for setting a boundary it's because they don't have the access to you that they once had Mm -hmm. and they don't like that right they don't like when you set boundaries and they can't not even from an arrogant standpoint either like oh they can't access me but just from like a that's not even arrogant. No, I know. But, like, if it if it comes off that way, like, it, it's just, like, f- from a place of, like, I don't want to tolerate people calling me names anymore. I don't want to tolerate, like, unsolicited <laughs> conversations that I'm not interested in anymore. Um, yeah, and you have that right. And even if people are, like, oh, well, you've changed. It's, like, well, yeah. Thank I'm, God. Yeah. I'm growing and evolving. That is yeah. the point. And just because you allowed something one time or before doesn't mean you can't change your mind a minute later or a year later or whatever. Like, yeah. you have that. And if they're like, oh, well, 
you used to do this it's like okay cool well i'm not anymore like yeah you have that ability and permission to change and evolve and set boundaries when you want to and when it feels right and just because you allowed stuff previously doesn't mean you can't now and that's the thing i think with this family member is we were always so flexible with conversations and what we did and trying to include people and make people feel happy and it was like more for other people and not ourselves so setting this boundary was like we was the finale finality whatever of not doing that anymore i'm saying if you can't respect us and not do these things that we ask as adults and human beings you don't have access to us yeah you just you want a relationship and this person did not like that and you know responded in a mean way and honestly like that's the thing is that it did not trigger me because no i know it's not true i knew it came from a place of (laughs) his own shit and not my shit Mm -hmm. so i want people to understand that not everyone is going to respect your boundary Mm -mm. and that's okay and their response isn't your responsibility no I didn't respond after that, and it's fine. I wasn't really triggered. I honestly kind of thought it was funny. But. <clears throat> and now our group chat is called Hateful Bitches. <laughs> yeah. So. so now it came to a funny group chat. So it's, like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's I'm fine. fine. Well, I'm, I want to know what you were thinking I was going to say. We'll talk about it later. Anyways. <laughs> well, do you have any last minute, last things you would like to say about boundaries feelings emotions growth i mean i could probably say a lot but um i think that um i i don't know i i want to be clear that i don't think i'm perfect and i don't think that i am an expert or um you know anything in that regard i think that i have been incredibly lucky to have life experiences that have led me to being more aware and in tune with myself and feeling like I you know can be just me and that's okay I don't have to perform for anyone you know and I didn't really talk about this but like I've come full circle and that I still am you know I'm still reserved like that that is who I am just naturally but I talk to people every day (laughs) I talk to strangers every single day I talk to people every day for my work and and the, who you are will never change, but you you can evolve and grow in a helpful way in that you can, you can connect with the best parts of yourself and also be okay with the parts that are a little bit harder to accept. Does that make sense? Yeah, the, the Shadows episode is there. With the good, there's the bad. And until you can accept both parts of you, you're never fully going to accept yourself i guess yeah, <laughs> the only well, word your, your life will just be limited you know like i yeah. used to You'll feel try to run from it i used to feel like i wasn't enough because i couldn't just have small talk with strangers and now i know that's not who i am like i sure can say hey how are you you know in the gas station or whatever um but what i love and what i crave is meaningful conversation and I used to think there was something wrong with me because I didn't just have casual conversations with people and I've learned that there's nothing wrong with me wanting to like have real conversations in depth because I just am I'm naturally an emotional person (laughs) I'm naturally like rooted in like 
the waves of emotion. Oops. And like, I love connecting with people deeply and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I think that is, you're kind of tying back to where you said you were like, felt in a shadow of me growing up. And I think the reason you were triggered by that was because it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with you not accepting yourself for who you are. And, and feeling like you had to be someone else to be accepted. Yeah, and, and the messages I've heard were, oh, you know, about that, the way Allie did things was what people liked. And so me not having done those things felt wrong. Or that if you were rooted to yourself, like, if you were rooted and self-accepted, <coughs> you would have been like, okay, cool. Like For sure. Not, yeah. I, developmentally, I had no access to knowing that I there was nothing wrong with me. You yeah. know, like, that came with lots of all the things we've talked about today but um yeah just, just came down to just it. knowing that like there's it's never too late like it is literally never too late to know and find yourself and i'm never done like i still screw up and i still have people who you know upset me and i bend my boundaries with because i care about them and people who you know and i still it's it's a journey with dating like just feeling okay and safe to open up to someone like i'm really particular about who i engage with in like a romantic sense or like even just relational like i i am not i am more hesitant to be with someone unless i'm you know i feel safe now and comfortable and that they're showing you know me what i need and want from someone and so that's limiting yes and lonely but it also will pay off i believe you know yeah that was a little bit of a tangent but yeah rude <laughs> no, i'm not saying it's rude i'm just saying it's kind of like a, a tangent off of like the boundaries and feelings and emotions but yeah like similar you are you've grown and you're growing and we're always in process and that's okay and you're learning where the work is still need to be done and like that's a good thing for you and I think it's helpful to see that there is like a hope of no matter where you're at you can start shifting and you can start opening up and you can start to feel safe with people and you can yeah but it really comes down to self-acceptance and accepting yeah who you are and what you want and like moving forward with that and accepting the good and the bad parts of you because we all have them so it's not something like no one's perfect right we all have good and bad parts Mm but it's accepting that so other people can accept that for who we are right but thank you for being on the podcast yeah first ever guest i feel so honored you should be <clears throat> anyways if you guys did like this episode please rate and review it i am working on getting it on other platforms as well if you would like to share this message if it resonated with you anything ashton has shared thank you for coming on and sharing all these things that you didn't even know you're going to be sharing yeah. and being vulnerable to <laughs> yeah. the public look how far you've come girl i'm on i'm like on the internet now yeah yeah <laughs> you're out there all these things that you've never shared yeah now they're out there but that's a good thing is that this will help so many people just sharing your own story and being vulnerable so thanks again yeah see ya <laughs>